Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Catholic Spectrum. Each week, I discuss topics related to Catholicism, autism activism, and pop culture. And today, I am discussing Disney Pixar's new movie, Soul. First of all, here's some background information on the movie. Soul was originally going to be released in theaters in June of last year. That didn't happen because, of course, all the theaters were closed due to the pandemic. So, Disney and some studios have tried to find ways to work around this issue. And usually it's involved like what happened with uh, Trolls World Tour, where it was released online. Or you can have the HBO Max situation, where all the movies are being released simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. What Disney did was the pandemic happened while Onward was in the theaters. So they pulled Onward out of the theater and put it on Disney Plus. And if you haven't watched Onward, that's good too. Um, after that happened, Disney had two more releases that they were planning for the year, and they did them different ways. Soul got bumped, and Mulan both got bumped up to Disney Plus, but Mulan was done differently from Soul. Mulan was done, I guess, as an experiment. They they had you pay an additional $30 for it, in addition to the, and that's in addition to the $6 you're already paying per month. But, when you got to these, if you waited it out until December, you could still watch it anyway for free. They didn't do that with Soul. They just released Soul as they intended to release it. No additional $30 charge. Personally, I was not interested in watching the live-action version of Mulan, not when the cartoon version is still on Disney+, and I see no point in doing live-action versions of cartoon, you know, their Disney cartoons. It just seems like a cash grab to me. So, they did Soul, and they did not release, and they did not have you pay 30 extra bucks, and I didn't watch it in December, because December is when I watch my annual Christmas movies, and Soul was not centered around Christmas, so I didn't I mean so I waited until after Christmas to watch it. Now that let, that's out of the way, let me tell you what I think about it. First of all, here's some background information on the movie. Soul was originally going to be, be released in theaters. In June of last year. That didn't happen because, of course, all the theaters were closed due to the pandemic. So, Disney and some studios have tried to find ways to work around this issue. And usually it's involved like what happened with uh, Trolls World Tour, where it was released online. Or you can have the HBO Max situation, where all the movies are being released simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. What Disney did was the pandemic happened while Onward was in the theaters. 
So they pulled Onward out of the theater and put it on Disney+. And if you haven't watched Onward, that's good too. Um, after that happened, Disney had two more releases that they were planning for the year, and they did them different ways. Soul got bumped, and Mulan both got bumped up to Disney+. Plus. But Mulan was done differently from Soul. Mulan was done, I guess, as an experiment. They, they had you pay an additional $30 for it, in addition to the, and that's in addition to the $6 you already pay per month. But when you got to these, if you waited it out till December, you could still watch it anyway for free. They didn't do that with Soul. They just released Soul as they intended to release it. No additional $30 charge. Personally, I was not interested in watching the live-action version of Mulan, not when the cartoon version is still on Disney+, and I see no point in doing live-action versions of cartoon, you know, their Disney cartoons. It just seems like a cash grab to me. So, they did Soul, and they did not release, and they did not have you pay 30 extra bucks, and I didn't watch it in December, because December is when I watch my annual Christmas movies, and Soul was not centered around Christmas, so I didn't, I mean, so I waited until after Christmas to watch it. Now that that's out of the way, let me tell you what I think about it. So, Soul stars Jamie Foxx as aspiring jazz musician Joe Gardner. Joe Gardner has never had a lucrative career in jazz. He's done a lot of gigs here and there, but it's never really amounted to anything. So on the side, he is also a music teacher at a local junior high. One day, he gets a really big gig with someone who used to be a student of his. And, uh, he's, and he lands the audition, and he's told that he can start working the next day and the next gig. So he is so happy. He's finally getting somewhere. And just as he's on so, I mean, so on cloud nine about everything, he falls into an open manhole and dies. Once again, even in the world of Pixar, the black guy dies first. So he so he so when he comes to he's now on the stairway to the great beyond. Now this is a problem that I've heard some Christians have with this movie. That it's a very agnostic view of the afterlife. Um instead of having some being that controls everything, we just get the souls getting checked off and that's it. Joe does not want anything to do with death. He's still got that gig to get to. So he starts running the other way and does not wind up in hell, but he winds up in the great before. And this is another bone of contention that some Christian critics are having with the movie. I don't have a problem with it. Because for those who don't know, the great before is, according to the movie, where souls originate. 
And these are just cute little, almost baby-like creatures. And they're being tended to by beings who are called, who are counselors. They're all named Jerry. They don't really have genders. They're just 2D lines. And this is where the animation of Soul really excels. Because the fact that these beings don't have a third dimension means they are really an animated in pretty innovative ways. While he is in the grape before, Joe goes to the U seminar. This is where souls are given what makes them unique. They are given their personalities, and they are also given what is called their spark, their purpose, if you will. And when they get their spark, they're given a badge that means that they are now ready to go to Earth. And to help the souls along, occasionally, a soul from the great beyond will come to the great before and mentor that soul. And when that soul is ready, that soul can pass on to actually be alive. And that's when the counselors make a mistake. They think that Joe is there to be a new mentor, so they give him to 22, played by Tina Fey. And this is where the story, and Tina, and 22, I'm going to use they for her, I mean, for the character, even though they, they treat her like, treated like it's a girl, because of the fact that none of the souls actually have genders. But then again, gender isn't a thing until you're actually born. So, and yes, I know Tina Fey is a girl, but something you have to learn about voice acting is, they don't always assign the same gender to the same voice, especially if the character is a girl I mean, or is a kid. That They'll often use a girl anyway because of the vocal pitch that most women have. And 22 has been passed around from mentor to mentor. They've been mentored by Muhammad Ali, Mother Teresa, Albert Einstein. None of them have been able to reach them. None of the mentors been, had been able to reach them, so they just hang out in the great before. And actually, they don't even want to go to the great, I mean, to the earth and live. They're having a fun time here, even though they can't do anything that you would need a body for. They can't eat, they can't drink, they can't even feel pain. And all of this is demonstrated in the introduction. It's really. Of, of 22 is really nice. I mean, it's really funny scene. Um, we also find out that 22 has been messing around with the Knicks <laughs> for the past 20 years or so. So if you're a Knicks fan and you're grumbling about the fact that the Knicks haven't been able to get to playoffs since the 70s, well, you know who to blame. <laughs> anyway, so that's when 22 learns that Joe has to get back to Earth. And 22 is like, wow, why do you want to go back? And so it wants, and so they want to find out. And we're sent, and we come, across, come upon Moonwind. Moonwind lives in, the, in what is called the zone. This is where we go when we're really creative. You've, 
I mean, yes, Pixar takes that phrase ending about being in the zone literally in this movie. And um, this is an important thing that I'm going to pin on later. So in the next segment, we'll talk about what happens when 22 and Joe get back to the living world. So when, so thanks to Moonwind's intervention, 22 and Joe go back to the living world. But there's a problem. 22 is now in Joe's body. And Joe is now in the body of a cat. A therapy cat, to be more precise. And so now, 22 is every, experiencing everything that we experience for the first, I mean, that, and that we take for granted. And that's really the point of this movie. That it is perfect, I mean, that there are many things in our life that we take for granted. So, while he's, while they're both back in the living world, Joe wants to get ready for the gig. So he's trying to coach 22 and how to do that. And the gig works fine. But there's now a new problem. Joe is back where he, because Joe is able to, I mean, Joe gets switched back. The whole, the whole scene, I mean, the whole sequence where uh, Joe and 22 have a bit of a body swap is actually probably the funniest part in the whole movie. It's, Really fun to watch 22 experiencing all the things that we take for granted while Joe is running around as a cat. It's, and we also find out that Moonwind does exist in this world. He's a sign spinner. And I think it's kind of funny that a sign spinner would be in the zone, but I guess you can be in the zone with anything. Even if it doesn't seem that much of a productive job. Anyway, so he gets the gig, but Joe finds he's unfulfilled because he can't stop thinking about 22. And there's a problem. 22 now realizes that it doesn't have a purpose, and now it's wandering around in the muck, in the muck that surrounds the zone with no purpose, with no drive. Stuck between living and not living. Joe realizes it's a mistake and that he has to fix it. And that's the thing I like about this movie. It has a great message. All our life, we are told that we have to find our, our purpose, our spark, as this movie calls it. And we're all taught that it's got to be something important that we that drives us that we can't just have ordinary lives even joe falls into that trap when 22 asks him if he can just go right on and go with go with walking or just enjoying life in general and uh joe says no that's just basic ordinary living that and he's been fooled by the whole you have to be famous Thing that we're always telling ourselves and really that's 
fine. Being famous is fine. I, I've had a little, I had that phase of my life for years, but I eventually realized it's always a shot in the dark to be famous. You're never, I mean, a lot of people just go through life just perfectly content. So I thought I should try that. And if you're, and it's perfectly fine if you're just living your ordinary life and you're not doing anything that makes you well known. You don't have to be part of some reality show or win a million dollars. If you're perfectly happy just living, as Joe puts it, that's fine too. That's the point of this movie. The rest of the cast is pretty good. We, we got some funny little typecasting moments too, as I call them. Um, for example, there's a drummer that's part of the gig that Joe goes to, and he's played by Questlove of The Roots. For those of you who don't know, The Roots is an actual rap band. They do sampling too, but they also have actual instruments, and Questlove happens to be the drummer as well as the rapper. And I just find that so funny that the guy who's a drummer in real life gets to be a drummer in the movie. And another funny example of typecasting is Joe's mom, voiced by Felicia Rossad. If you were growing up in the 80s and you watched The Cosby Show, then you probably know who Felicia Rashad is. She played the mom on The Cosby Show. So yeah, this movie is pretty good. I really like the message of the movie that it gives. This is It's kind of the same line as It's Wonderful Life, but... In a much happier sense. Another thing I like about this movie, it doesn't really have what you would consider a villain. Oh, there's an antagonist for sure, and it's another, it's kind of the bean, I mean, it's Terry, who's kind of the bean counter of the afterlife, making sure every soul gets checked in. It's got a big abacus like thing that it uses to mark. And that, and when it notices that Joe has skipped out on the great beyond, it tries to track him down. And that's a pretty funny sequence, but it doesn't really do this out of malice. It's just doing its job. So it's neat to have a movie from Pixar. I guess the last time we had this sort of thing was an Inside Out, where there was a movie with no villain. So yeah, if you haven't seen Soul yet, I guarantee I say go ahead and watch it. I'm glad I did. You've been listening to The Catholic Spectrum and I've been your host Jason Thayer. Next week we'll be talking about Lent. Because Lent starts on February 17th, and I decided I'd talk about it the week before it happens. And um, for those of you who don't follow me on Facebook, I have Lent all lined up. I have an idea of what I'm going to do for each week of Lent. So the first week will be my ranking the discography for Queen, focusing only on the Freddie Mercury albums. The 22nd will be my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame discussion. I'm thinking it'll be, they'll be ready to give out the nominations by then. 
Then in March, we'll start off with the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 3 ranking. On March 8th, we'll do the Saint of the... We'll do my favorite saints, and it'll be Maximilian Colby. We got a new series I'm doing called My Favorite Albums, and I'll be... And I'll be keeping that one a surprise. Then, Haibane Renmei for my anime You Must See Before You Die, and then we'll close out Lent with a discussion of Easter during Holy Week. For past episodes... For past episodes, follow this podcast on wherever you can get podcasts. You can contact me on Facebook up until the 17th of February. Or you can email me at radicaleverageawt@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Amino where I am known as Radical Edward. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you, if you can. And remember, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. Until next time, see ya.